The Pitch Sider. Pitch side for every game. Hello and welcome to the Pitchside podcast. Coming up this week, we have reaction to the final games for the World Cup starts. We have the final group review of Group H and G for the World Cup. And also we have full reaction to the England squad. But let's start with some news. So from... The Premier League team, Southampton, after sacking their previous manager, Ralph Hasenhoff, they have appointed Nathan Jones from Luton. Um, is now He arrived on a three and a half deal uh, and he has said it's pretty amazing, really. It's been a well-worn time, but I'm really proud to have given the opportunity at a wonderful traditional football club. So he comes in and would manage his first game against Liverpool, which he did end up losing. But it looks like they've got a sort of uh, manager that's coming up through the ranks and he's been given the opportunity to maybe see what he can do at Southampton. Southampton obviously known to harbour some of the best youth players, so it'd be interesting to see what he can do with that and whether he can save Southampton from relegation as they did sit 18th in the league before their game with Liverpool. So yeah, it definitely will be interesting to see. Uh, Southampton have paid roughly £4 million compensation to Luton. But yeah, it's a good step forward and it's always nice to see a um, UK national in this Welsh manager to be in he was championship manager of last season so yeah it's definitely good to see him progress through the ranks um he'll also be joined by his first team coaches chris cohan and alan sheeran so yeah interesting to see what he can do with southampton and see whether he can save them from relegation and get them back to where they would like to be more mid-table fighting maybe for Euro League spots, Europa League or Conference League. So, yeah, definitely probably need some time settling, especially with this World Cup break now. He can have time to do drills and sort of put across his ether with the club. Uh, next, let's move on to the EFL Cup. So this week, midweek, we've had some... EFL fixtures um, with some of the big clubs being involved in this third round sort of competition. Um, so in on Tuesday we had Bournemouth beat Everton 4-1, Lincoln beat Bristol City 3-1, Burnley beat Crawley 3-1, Leicester beat Newport 3-0. MK Dons beat Morecambe 2-0, Charlton Athletic beat Stevenage on penalties and Gillingham beat Brentford which was the biggest shock of that week uh, on penalties which is the first London club to be knocked out. Um, Moving on to Wednesday, uh, Arsenal got hammered by Brighton 3-1 after their victory against Chelsea. Uh, Newcastle beat 
Palace on penalties. Forest beat Tottenham 2 0. Sheff- Southampton beat Sheffield Wednesday on penalties. West Ham lost to Blackburn Rovers on penalties. Le- Wolverhampton beat Leeds. Liverpool won on penalties against Derby. And Manchester City beat Chelsea 2 0. And on the final round, Manchester United beat Aston Villa 4 2. So, yeah, it's interesting sort of fixtures. A lot of big clubs going up, especially a lot of the London clubs, especially Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham. You'd expect them to, at least one of them, to go further in on competition, especially Arsenal sort of form they're in. So it's a bit of a, maybe a disappointment. Um, but, I mean, it gives them time to be able to focus on the Premier League. Um, this is more of a competition that's getting a bit more prestigious. Clubs want to try and win it, but it's not sort of, Anywhere compared to the FA Cup or Premier League at the moment, so teams do seem to very rotate their squads. Um, but yeah, the biggest game on that was obviously Chelsea versus um, United, uh, Chelsea versus City, which ended two 0 to City. Um, but it wasn't all disappointing for Chelsea; they played really well, so they can hold their heads up high with that. Um, and yeah, gave City sort of a run for their money. Um, but both sort of squads were rotated and definitely City's uh, backup goalkeeper definitely sort of earned his money. He was definitely on fire, probably deserved to be man of the match, definitely kept him in it. But some of the Chelsea passes were very strict, shots were very uh, scripted. Um, the biggest, probably one of the biggest shocks was also was Arsenal, um, seemed to not sort of turn up. I mean, they did fully rotate with a sort of, youth goalkeeper that's made his debut so yeah it was nice to see some of these players sort of given a chance and yeah definitely good to see so i'll just go over the fourth round fixtures uh date hasn't been set probably the 20th of december uh Nottingham forest play blackburn rovers brighton play charlton man city versus liverpool it's going to be a very interesting game uh manchester united versus burnley mk dons versus leicester uh, Newcastle versus Bournemouth, Southampton versus Lincoln, and Wolverhampton versus Gillingham. It's definitely opens this competition up to maybe a different winner, especially Man City versus Liverpool. Uh, one of those teams will definitely go out. So whoever wins that was probably likely to be favourites. But yeah, it's definitely sort of anyone's to play for. Um, and there's definitely some interesting sides. Uh, probably you could probably count on Nottingham Forest, Brighton going further. United are always sort of a odd one. They might go, it might be uh, Manchester Derby, but it depends on what the draw is like, um, especially if the way it currently goes, it seems that all of the big teams get drawn against Liverpool, against City. So City have definitely got their cut work cut out for this. Let's move on to the Premier League. Uh, so we've had the last round of fixtures before the World Cup. Um, a few surprises in here. Uh, so we started off on Saturday with, with Brentford. Uh, ended 2-1 to Brentford against City, which definitely a shock. Ivan Tony showing that he can still score. Uh, Bournemouth versus Everton. Bournemouth did the double in the week, getting a 3-0 victory over Everton. Liverpool beat Southampton 3-1. Nottingham Forest beat Palace 1-0. Uh, Tottenham got a 
very sort of a very topsy turvy game. Ended four three against Leeds to Tottenham. West Ham lost to Leicester two 0 Newcastle beat Chelsea one 0 and Arsenal beat Wolverhampton to go five points clear at the top two nil. Uh, Villa beat Villa beat Bournemouth. 2-1 and Manchester United in the late kickoff of today on a Sunday beat Manchester United Manchester United beat them 2-1. So yeah, it's a interesting sort of round of fixtures. Um Manchester City, uh, I suppose we start here. They lost to Brentford, two good goals by Tony. Um he, he has been in news this week, he's been dropped from the England squad, so he's definitely shown what Gareth Southgate is missing. Uh, but yeah, it's a bit of a shock for City. Um, they now drop points and where Arsenal were able to win 3-0. Um, they do go five points clear and will be top at Christmas. So looking good for Arsenal. Looking good to see if they can go and win this year's Premier League. But yeah, going, I mean, Everton, they were on sort of a good sort of run of form and now they've sort of bottled that twice against Bournemouth going down the south coast. It's not maybe their bogey team. Um, but, you know, made a very few defensive errors with Pickford and, yeah, left them very open and exposed. Nottingham Forest seem to be sort of getting their stride back together, beating Palace 1-0. Uh, Palace are a very good side and you would have expected them to be getting a number of goals in this um, and maybe sort of would push them onto the game, push on, them onto the sort of, push them onto, on in the Premier League. But Forest uh, now move up from the bottom of the table after this win. Probably the best game from the weekend is Tottenham versus Leeds. Um, ended 4 3. Um, it was only in the last sort of seven minutes that Tottenham actually went top. Kane and Davy scoring. But yeah, it's a very good game to watch. Um, definitely go and watch the highlights if you haven't of this game. But yeah, City sort of proven their class off once they got that fourth goal. But. Yeah, poor defending by both sides, letting this number of sort of goals in. Um, but yeah, looks like looks like very good game to go and watch. And yeah, definitely if you were a Tottenham fan, you were probably expecting a loss from this. So yeah, not uh, it's very good to sort of come out with a uh, three points here, and probably disappointment for Leeds. Um, they were very very on top with um, obviously scoring the first goal, and then. They uh, Tottenham equalised and then Leeds went in front again and then Davies scored and Tottenham were level. Leeds then get another goal um, and then, yeah, Tottenham seemed to sort of pull it back at the end. Um, just take a minute to sort of talk about um, Chelsea. They've definitely sort of on some sort of streak where they're, they're sort of losing um it could be down to injuries but they've um they've got a good enough squad that should be winning games and it's definitely definitely something needs to be worked on over this sort of break they're kind of good to have a break and get some of the squad sort of together and, and potter potter needs time i definitely don't think he should be sort of getting a sack as some Chelsea fans seem to be sort of asking for but still too early on it's definitely he's working on the project so it's Everything kind of needs to settle down at Chelsea and it's going to take time. Um, it's definitely sort of a transition sort of period at the moment. So yeah, definitely see. It'd be interesting to see what they come back with um, in the Boxing Day fixtures. Unai Emery continues his uh, sort of dominance back in the Premier League, getting his sort of 
second win in a row in the Premier League over Brighton. Brighton, a very good side at the moment um, after this sort of winning against Arsenal in the week. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting sort of season. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what this sort of break does, whether certain players will be back and whether teams will be fully fit, whether players will be injured from the World Cup. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, let's have a quick look at the Premier League table. So as I mentioned, Arsenal are five points clear of City in first. Not Newcastle United, after the win at Chelsea, are third. Um, only seven points off the title. It's the first time in 20 years they've been this high up in the Premier League at Christmas. Uh, Tottenham sits in fourth with Manchester United, Liverpool in fifth and sixth. Brighton are in seventh and Chelsea have dropped out of the Europa Conference League space into the eighth. Um, and yeah, looking down at the bottom, Wolverhampton are at the bottom after they can carry on their sort of loss run. Southampton are down there. Forest are 18th at the moment after their win. Um, definitely sort of pulled them off the bottom, but they're still in contention with Everton and West Ham. Looking a bit... Um, I mean, David Moyes is being backed, but whether he will eventually lose his job is sort of a bit of a downward spiral from last season. Um, they had very good success, so it'd be interesting to see how far they can sort of climb back up the table in the second half of the season. So let's move on to quickly summarise what's happened around sort of Europe and their top leagues as they sort of bark, embark for this sort of break. Um, so starting on Friday, Borussia um, Mönchengladbach beat Borussia Dortmund in the derby 4-2. Um, obviously Borussia Dortmund are one of these teams that will be fighting for the title with players like Jude Benenham. And yeah, it's kind of a, a bit of a disappointment for them. Um, else, in the uh, carrying on in the German league, Bayern Munich beat Schachter two uh, one. Bayer Leverkusen beat Stuttgart two nil. Hertha Berlin beat Cologne two nil. Union Berlin lost to Freiburg four one. And before we move on to the tables, have a look at some of the other fixtures. Um, Napoli beat Udinese three two. It's probably one of the games to pick out with Napoli sort of top in the table. Um, I think that's their 11th successful win in a row. PSG obviously carried on their dominance, 5-0. Um, more in Italia. Atalanta today have lost to Inter Milan 3-2. Monza won their game 3-0. Roma drew to Turin 1-0. Uh, AC Milan beat Florentina 2-1 and Juventus playing Lazio at the moment 0-0. Uh, 21 minutes into that game. Uh, let's have a look at some of these um, European tables. So let's carry on and stick with Italia. So Napoli, top of the table um, for Syria with 41 points with AC Milan in second with 33 points so they've got a good sort of seven point lead here Lazio are 30th um, and Inter Milan are currently in fourth Juventus have climbed up the table to fifth with Atalanta and Roma in sixth and seventh Atalanta's both sort of winning on goal difference uh, in the Bundesliga Bayern Munich have retained the 
top spot for now. Um, I look to be four points clear. Um, Union Berlin dropped all the way down to fifth after they had a started a really good sort of run, and they were top. But yeah, they kind of slipped down. But it's still a good performance by them. They weren't sort of in the title race as you would have predicted. Um, they but they do sit above Borussia Dortmund in the league. Nothing's happened because they had the Copa del Rey this weekend. So Barcelona are top with Real Madrid in second. So it's definitely still fighting between them two. Uh, it's definitely more of a two-horse race this season. And um, PSG are obviously top of Ligue 1. So yeah, so that sort of wraps up sort of some of Europe. Um, we may do more detailed in kind of coming weeks, but... It is now time to pick the player of the week for the pitch cider. Um, I think this week with Brentford's win over Man City, I think Ivan Tony deserves to be player of the week. He is he was definitely sort of showing to Gareth Southgate why he should have been picked over sort of Callum Wilson um, and obviously Tammy has started scoring as well. But yeah. But um, Ivan Tony definitely proven a point. He can score them against top teams. So definitely sends a, sent a message to him. And that's why he is this week's pitch side player of the week. Um, let's move on to some World Cup. So the before we get on to the final two groups we've had some squad news um, and as always on this podcast we will just go through the England squads and let us know and have any thoughts on it so goalkeepers were Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope and Aaron Ramsdale defenders is Trent, Cody, Eric Dyer, Maguire, Shaw, Stones, Trippier, Walker and Ben White Midfielders were Jude Bellingham, Gallagher, Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice. And forwards Foden, Grealish, Kane, James Madison, Marcus Rashford, Saka, Raheem Sterling and Callum Wilson. So there's a couple of players that sort of, when Gareth Southgate was being talked about this, he was either sort of, there was two roads he could go down. Um, with the squad, he's kind of gone down the middle, so he could have gone very safe and sort of picked a squad that he would have sort of always stuck. And then he could have gone really risky and sort of taken players that were actually really in form. And he's done that sort of partly. Um, I think there's a couple of players that are missing and there's a couple of players in this sort of should who should have gone um, over some of these players. So... Starting with the goalkeepers, I think everyone everywhere would have agreed that these sort of three players were definitely going to be the goalkeepers. Um, in defence, obviously the big question was around Harry Maguire. Doesn't really play for United. Um, should he have made this England squad? He seems to be sort of a favourite of Gareth Southgate's and that's why he gets in. So it seems interesting to see why he is picked and whether he should have been picked. But... He is in. Um, it's just sort of players like Tamori. Should he have been included? He's definitely doing well in over in Italy. But younger sort of defender. And there's a couple of other defenders that sort of 
may have been in a shout over sort of Harry Maguire could arguably be in better form. But yeah, it was nice to see sort of Ben White included having sort of a very nice season with Arsenal playing right back. He's definitely sort of one of these diverse players. Um, Trent is obviously in this as well, which there was questions over him. Whether he would have been included, it would have been interesting. Um, moving to the midfield, one player that obviously stands out on this is Calvin Phillips. Obviously, in the Euros last year, we had Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice as sort of a really good midfield, which took us all the way to the final. But Calvin Phillips has been out with a couple of injuries this season, so he's only really started a handful of games. Whether that deserved an England call-up, it seems that he's sort of been picked as a favourite. There were other sort of options that he could have picked, maybe sort of Ruben Loftus-Cheek or Walter Prowse or other players that seem to want to sort of be included. So it was just, it just seems that it's a bit, it doesn't know if he's going to be fully fit for, and he's definitely not in form. He's not been playing for City, so... Don't think he should have been included in this squad, but it's nice to see Jude Bellingham and Gallagher to be included. Um, Henderson's obviously there for his leadership capabilities, um, but yeah, probably the midfield will be Mason Mount, Declan Rice, and Jude Bellingham. Um, forwards, forwards is an interesting one. A um, lot of talk over this whether certain players should be included, and um, one of them, the very big talking point, was James Madison whether he would be included or not. He has been included, so it's good to see. Um, everyone's happy to see that he's in. He's in very, very good fine form, and he has survived the late scare from this Leicester game this weekend. Um, but one of the biggest points was who would be the understudy to Harry Kane um, in this squad. Callum Wilson has got that role. But should have Ivan Tony been got, got this? He's been playing a lot better. Um, Tammy Abraham, he's been playing as well. Callum Wilson's sort of only come back from form, even though he is in some good form. Whether you would have said Tony is in better form. Southgate sort of seems to have favourites. Let's hope that this squad can sort of push on and hopefully do it for England and bring us back the World Cup and bring it home where it belongs. Um, It's definitely been a long time since England have won the World Cup and yeah exciting times and let's finally move on to the group stage so let's start with uh, let's start with group G so group G are made up of Brazil Serbia Switzerland and Cameroon so they all sort of are pulling all from all four corners of the globe um but let's start with Brazil Brazil obviously one of the best teams in this competition and they've they've won it a number of times and they are probably going to be the favorites to go on and win this um they're packed full of key ma- key they're packed full of key players especially one of them being Neymar but they've still got Alisson Edison sort of Thiago Silva Gabriel Jesus there there are so many Brazilian forwards that probably the most informed Firmino has been left out of this squad which is a bit of a disappointment for him but they are definitely sort of one of the favorite teams to go and win this competition they're stacked full of players and definitely the favorite to go and win this competition 
Um, obviously, their key man is Neymar. Um, and yeah, they will definitely give sort of star and it'll definitely be interesting to see how far they go and whether Brazil will play Messi and Argentina or Mbappe in France. Um, obviously, being Neymar's colleagues and Neymar is definitely sort of the his impressive form. Uh, 13 goals, 10 assists in 17 games this so far this season. So he's definitely in fine form to go and carry, well, not even carry, sort of do well for Brazil. Um, the next squad is a bit of a sort of a surprise squad. Um, they're definitely are a squad that can do very well in this competition um, and a squad that aren't very favourites to win it. But this is Serbia. Um, they have very two very good strikers in Mitrovic and Vlavic playing for Fulham and Juventus. They are definitely, both strikers are in top form, especially Mitrovic, especially in the Premier League. So it be interesting to see how far they can actually push on. Um, they, he, they, they've sort of got an outside chance of winning this. Um, they're definitely favourites and they're definitely my favourites to sort of come second and sort of be a wild card of this group. Um, could be one of the dark horses of this competition. Um, so definitely sort of might be worth a cheeky bet on, see how far they can get. Um, and if you're looking sort of for a sweepstake, um, want to sort of a, We've picked a couple of safe options and you want a sort of a world card option. Definitely Serbia is definitely a good shout. Um, and yeah, they, these Mitrovic scored a last gasp winner for Serbia to seal their place in against Portugal. So it's not sort of small teams they are playing. They have played the big boys and have won. So definitely keep your eyes out for Serbia. Switzerland. Switzerland had an uh, impressive run in Euro 2020, getting to sort of the quarterfinals. Um, they're definitely their key man is Shakiri, even at the age of 31, and he's playing in the MLS. He is definitely sort of a danger man. Um, he, he sort of, when he last played England, he was definitely sort of a danger man playing in the number 10, sort of. He's definitely deadly from free kicks and sort of, crosses um they're they're going to give Serbia a sort of a run for their money to see if they can actually do anything against them but I think in my view they're going to sort of finish third in this group um they don't really seem to be a sort of favorite of anyone sort of even like an outside favorite to go and win this group or get out so yeah I would put them third behind Serbia. Um, the final team in this group is Cameroon. They were the hosts of the AFCON 2021 um, and got through to the semi-finals. They're definitely one of these sort of teams that you can sort of maybe could cause an upset, but yeah, they're definitely going to sort of struggle against definitely Brazil, probably Serbia. And uh, sort of this Cameroon squad definitely isn't the best of Africa. Um, you sort of got that with Senegal, but Mane sort of being injured could be interesting. But yeah, definitely it's interesting to see who they sort of will 
see where they can go with this. But yeah, one of one of the biggest sort of tests is going to be Cameroon versus Switzerland. It's definitely going to be the interesting game, and they can see show everyone what they are. But yeah, well done for them making the group. But they're going to finish bottom, in my opinion. And the final group for this is Group H. Definitely an interesting one um, with the likes of Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and South Korea making up the last of this squad, last of this group. Um, And definitely going to be an interesting one with a few big teams that sort of want to go on in this. Um, So it's definitely going to be an interesting one. But let's start with Portugal. Portugal obviously are a team and they're definitely sort of they go far in this competition because of one man um, but they aren't they're showing that they aren't just sort of a one-man squad now and they've got a couple of players that are doing really well and yeah and they've definitely got a good squad to sort of go on and push on to sort of the latter stages of this competition wouldn't rule out um portugal sort of going on to sort of a semi-final or final but yeah definitely Ronaldo is going to be their key man. Um, he probably will push them on further than they would without him. But he's, I mean, he's not been in the brightest form. He hasn't been playing week in and week out. Um, and they've definitely got a couple of injuries, especially with Jota being injured and winger Pedro Neto. So it'll definitely be interesting to see whether these players will have a big effect on Portugal or whether they can sort of give Ronaldo his World Cup dream of winning. Um, it's definitely going to be his last World Cup. But it's great to have these players like Ronaldo and Messi. Um, my opinion on them is that they are going to top this group um, with a few sort of surprises here and there. Um, the next team in this group is Ghana. Um, they, Ghana are sort of this team that um, their key man is Thomas Partey. Uh, he definitely didn't disappoint in Afcon. He's definitely dis- not disappointing in Arsenal. He's in fine form. Um, definitely going to be the heartbeat of their team. Um, but they, they're playing events, very sort of good teams in this group. And this is a very competitive group. Don't think they're going to do fantastically well in this sort of group. Um, they... <sighs> They're due to sort of return to the World Cup stage after failing to qualify in 2018. Um, but the best result is in 2010 in their just the second World Cup when they reached the quarterfinals and before they lose out to Uruguay. But I don't think it's going to be sort of a game where it's going to have that much drama from the, when they play Uruguay this time. Um, and I don't think they're going to do that well and they're going to finish bottom of this group. Um, Uruguay... They have David Beckham's former Inter-Miami manager manage him now. Um, he's now the Uruguayan coach. Um, definitely their key man is Luis Suarez. He has he turned, he turned home to Nacional. He's sort of boyhood club. Um, he After winning them the league, he's now left and is now a free agent. But they've got some very sort of good forward players in Darwin Nunez and Edison Cavani. So wouldn't put past them scoring a good number of goals and sort of finishing second in this group behind Portugal. Um, and, but yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see whether 
something controversial happens with Suarez in this group, as sort of seems to happen naturally. And um, they've got sort of a tournament history. They they're definitely sort of they remain one of the most sort of successful teams in history. Um, and they've they finished fourth in a couple of competitions. And yeah, you wouldn't you would expect them to sort of get out of this group. So yeah, it'd be interesting to watch them play. Um, and the final team of the World Cup is South Korea. Obviously, their key man is Son. Uh, had some injury from. He's had a sort of a operation, and there have been some doubt whether he'll be fit. But he assures everyone that he will be fit. Um, it's definitely going to be a different sort of recipe if he isn't. Um, he will definitely sort of carry South Korea on. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether they can actually sort of challenge Uruguay for that second spot, uh, making that this group a lot more interesting. Um, I believe they could probably can. Um, they've got a few sort of good players, um, obviously, to get into this sort of World Cup. They have done well. Um, but yeah, they, their sort of tournament history, South Korea sort of enjoyed, they were co-hosts in 2002. Um, and they, they, I mean, they've managed to sneak into the last 16. Um, however, they've not managed to get out of the sort of the group stages in the last sort of two World Cups. So it's going to be interesting to see whether, um, I think they finished third in this group, um, definitely get a win over Ghana, but I don't think they'll be able to beat Uruguay or, um, yeah, Uruguay or Portugal. Um, so yeah, I think my predictions probably will be Brazil probably win this competition um, with the final of France versus Belgium is my prediction with a England I reckon they probably will get to the quarterfinals um, but yeah I don't think they will go much further than that I hope um, hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope you enjoyed the last couple with the sort of the World Cup um, now obviously the World Cup sort of coming up to a ends we have a world cup special episode next week sort of reviewing all of the groups and where everything's going to come um and yeah it's going to be interesting and i'll see you in a couple of weeks um after the first sort of couple of games have been played and yeah definitely exciting times um a lot coming on the pitch i to keep you up to date with all of the world cup sort of news and everything and we definitely will be following everything on here so keep track subscribe and um, comment below any of your thoughts on sort of the england squads or anything and what who you think is going to win the world cup be interesting to sort of let us know and um, we might share a couple next week and see at the end whether anyone has sort of predicted this right so thank you for listening um, have a good week and hope you enjoyed the world cup and i will see you soon Thanks for listening and goodbye. For all the latest news, transfers and football articles, check out thepitchsider.com. It's the place to be. Contact us on our socials. Instagram and Twitter is at thepitchsider or via email is thepitchsider at hotmail.com.